Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast. It's the weekend. You know it's time for crucial conversations. Jamal, how you doing, man? Man, I am excellent as always. <laughs> so, this is week number one for me. I am. Um, I you know I haven't really talked about it much too much on air, but yeah, I've transitioned. I twenty one years of teaching have come to an end, and I am now running the foundation full time. Mm-hmm. And the first day, <laughs> I did almost thirteen hours. Yeah, I, look, I looked up and was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 go home." <laughs> And uh, you and I both have talked a lot about work-life balance privately. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm starting to look at things through a, a new lens. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and actually, I'm starting to get some insight, kind of like on a role that you have as principal. Yeah. That uh, we're eyeing up uh, more teammates. Matter of fact, we're, look, we're looking for a chief executive officer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, a chief operating officer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> executive officer uh but they were looking for a coo mm-hmm. um got some interns pretty cool and uh I, you and i were jiving we're, we're talking about you know when you onboard people uh, when you hire people what are some of the things you look for and uh it's funny because y- you and i are similar in different ways mm-hmm. and uh and that's, <laughs> that's what we're excited <laughs> yeah similar in different ways I, i've never heard that but that is a juicy contradiction like the starburst but, commercial <laughs> but it is it's true though i mean we're very similar in different yeah. ways oh yeah we are <laughs> oh yeah so let's go over uh a top five list um we should we should definitely talk about the top five things that would make anyone successful in yeah. their current role as a leader. I like that. So like that. what if you're teaching a classroom, you are leading that classroom. If you are, you know, in any part of your organization, you're a leader. You, if you're at the top, you're at the bottom, man. If you if you clean in the bathrooms, yep. Listen, you you're leading something. So the 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 leading aspect, like what what makes people what what are five things that make people successful? Um, leaders in their current role. Okay. And to prove our point that we're similar in different ways, <laughs> let's go over your number one, then my number one, then I'll do number two, and then you're number two. All right. So my What's number one, one, my number one, my top one is emotional stability. As, mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. As a leader, I've learned this. Um, you know, I'm just a principal at an old small private school out in Sefner, Florida. If you got kids, send them my way. We'll, we'll, we'll get them right. Shameless plug. But I'm, but I'm learning that no matter how big or how small your organization is, people have emotions, right? And because people have emotions, they come in to work with their emotions. Um, and as the leader, people expect such a high level of, um, stability from you. Literally, people look to you to understand how they should act in every situation, from students to parents to um, the everybody on staff. Um, there are situations to where I um to where you um, just you're you're encompassed with all of the emotions to make a long story short if you are 
if you are leaving something and you yourself are unstable, it's almost like being a parent and um, having having your kids around and you're sitting at the dinner table and you just start screaming, right? And then the next minute you're like happy, like your kids will be confused, they'll be scared. Um, People still respond to tone. So if you're not emotionally, if you're not, if you're not emotionally stable, you're going to throw off the culture of your place. I like that. I like that. Um, Mine is pretty simple. Not going to have a whole lot of explanation. It's enthusiasm. I swear to God, any, I, I, I know I've probably talked about this on there, but one of the best examples I've seen in enthusiasm I, w- I was I was at Sam's Club, I, and and for some stupid reason, I have a Sam's Club and a Costco membership, which is weird because I go to Costco way more. Um, this guy is Sam's Club, and he'd give you samples, but he gave you an experience. No disrespect to a lot <laughs> of the other people at Sam's Club. Hi, would you like to try? But this guy, he was... I, he talked to you. you. You were experiencing his sample. He was happy to be there. And one day I, I went there and I was asking him and I was like, hey, I, I, I think his name was Jamal. Hey, where's Jamal? And they're like, they're like, man, he had so many job offers. He eventually left. And like, yeah. really? He says, that guy got more job offers than anybody. And hmm. I was like, yeah, there's a reason. His enthusiasm, he wanted to be there. When everybody else was like, uh-huh. I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of other people were like, Welcome to Sam's Club. He was like, hey, future man, this smoked sausage is going to blow your mind. Yeah. That is enthusiasm. That is the first thing I would look for. That's another thing I think that if you want to be successful, you want to be there a lot. Mm-hmm. That's my number one. Yep. Okay. My number two, see, that's mm-hmm. how we do it. Now I do two. Now you then you two. My number yeah. two is adaptability. Oh. Uh, if, if, if you're going to, if, like, a lot of times people aren't looking for the singular pro, you know, like specialization is for insects, right? I'm mm-hmm. looking for, I'm looking for a person that, yeah, we're hiring you for this, but man, could you also, we're going to have to transition. We're going to have to adjust. So adaptability is my number two. Well, okay. So I'll get, I'll get to that in a second. My number two is organization. Organization, organization, organization. And I sound so boring, but it's, it is so true. Um, organization creates psychological security. If you don't, if you don't have, um, and I'm going to connect what you just said. If you don't have a set job description for some people or most people in society, because you got you to gotta realize the reason why, if you, if you are a hiring manager, you're already flexible. You've been flexible. As a matter of fact, here's a saying, here's a little, little, little gimmick, right? You've, you've worked for less than what you're worth. So that way where you are now, you get paid more for what you do and you do less now. Right. So, so, but most people coming in are not like you and you can't expect them to be like you. So what you have to do is you have to write things out for people lay out a plan. Um, so that way it, people know here's the box that I'm in. And, and that sounds so, you know, unprogressive, but people really want to know like, Hey, 
here's what I'm supposed to do. And when I'm doing extra, I don't mind doing extra. I just want, I just want to do a really good job where I am. And if you give me 20 things or 30 things, that's fine. I just want the organization to be right because I need the psychological security of I'm doing a good job. And typically people, you know, if you're leading, you know, in, in your role, you're going to have to have some organization because it just puts everybody in a good place. And then you can transition them to being adaptable. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. right. So, so my number three is vision. Mm. Yeah. So, so as a leader and, you know, as, as, as we're talking, you know, at the end, I'll kind of share the notes I'm taking on both of ours. I'm connecting dots here, but vision, right? You have to see what nobody else can see, right? Um, Walt Disney, right? If you don't know who he is, Google him, right? But Walt Disney had vision. His vision was so strong. When they opened up Disney World, right? I think it was in Orlando or maybe in California. He, he was dead, right? And his wife was there. And they did the ceremony. You know, somebody came up to her and they said, um, wouldn't it be nice if Walt Disney can see this? And she looked at him in all seriousness and said, he did. He says, this is just your first time seeing it. He's already seen this vision for, for, for wow. him to be right, for him to be able to articulate a vision to where it stuck with his wife. And she knew exactly what it, what it was that he saw in his mind. And when she saw it, she knew that it was, it was what he had envisioned. Like that's the kind of vision that you need. You need to be able to see what is not there and communicate it to people in such a way that it sticks in their mind. So when they see it, they know, oh man, that's a rabbit right there, or this is this, or this is what we were going for. It has to look that way. So you have to have vision. Wow. I, you know what? On vision, on number three, I, I hate to mimic it. Um, and I, I and there's probably going to be more like number five in mind, but I'll have to bump that up. Vision is really good. I'm actually working with a, a a corporate coach right now. And, and he talked about the visionary. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when you said that Walt Disney thing, it's exactly, I was like, wow, because mm-hmm. um, we this, this week mm-hmm. have wrestled internally um, mm-hmm. with our vision statement and even on our five-year plan. And in some ways that's um, the guy was like, well, you know, you're the visionary. You mm-hmm. see exactly what you, you know exactly what Started Up Foundation is going to be in a year, in five years. The little details don't even bore you. Mm-hmm. And so, which ironically enough is, is like, yeah, is, is, is that you still need the team of being detail oriented. So let me just cheat on that and say, mm-hmm. my number three is vision like mm-hmm. you. And then my number four is detail oriented. Oh, like that is also a cheap way of saying you have to have, in some cases, a team. So mm-hmm. even though those are the skills, because, and I hate to say this, oftentimes the person ha- that has really great vision sometimes mm-hmm. isn't detail oriented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm cheating on this. 
So my yeah. number three and my number four hardly exist with one another. You can make it happen, or this is my cheap way of saying, you should surround yourself with a team that you have one visionary and one person to get it going. So, so just you, you mentioned something, um, and, and you, you may have alluded to it. I think, I think when when you are when you are the one that's supposed to set the vision, not the vision, but the vision. Be careful of the snares of groupthink. Because what ends up happening is if when you when you go to your organization and and I'm not talking from like, I think this is from experience. Right. When you go to your team and you're like, hey, um, you know, this is you know, this is what I'm thinking for the vision. Well, you're going to have if you have a team of 10, you're going to have 11 different visions in that room and everybody's going to want to have, you know, a part. In, in saying, well, I put my stamp on the vision. So no, we should add this. No, we should do this. No, we should do that. And what ends up happening is it just takes a long time for, for you to get everyone to consensus to really say, well, no, this is what my vision is for this organization because, you know, I'm, I'm the leader. So, and, and it sounds very top down, but I want to encourage everyone here that when you really look at it, there's no other form of leadership, but top down the greatest, one of the greatest countries in the world, America, right. Um, demonstrates top down leadership. No, no matter if the state is regulating something, something always comes from the top, right. You have boundaries based on what somebody above you set. So what happened, what ends up happening is if, 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 if you as the leader don't say, here's the vision and here's how, and, and here are the ways that I'm thinking of executing. You give your people on ways to give them leeway on ways to execute the vision. But if you're asking them to uh, give you the vision or help you create the vision, it's going to be a long time. Um, my number four, right, is this communication. Communication, communication, communication. And I know it, uh, it It sounds, you know, very generic, but hear me out here. There are four levels of communication, right? You have visual, you have intellectual, you have emotional, and then you have verbal communication, how you say things, right? Mm-hmm. You have to, yeah. So you have to connect with people visually, right? People care about how you look. People care about your presentation, how it looks. If you're enthusiastic in your presentation, right? Um, if you if you you have to be able to intellectually engage people as well. So you have to know your stuff, right? You have to be knowledgeable about what it is that you're talking about. And the thing that I think as communicators we don't do enough, we don't wrap ourselves in the worlds of the people that we're trying to impact, right? we oftentimes skip over the emotional part of communication to where we're just casting vision. We're like, this is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. But if you stop and take time to say, Hey, what is it? You know, the people that you are trying to lead or serve, Hey, what is it that is in your heart or your heart's desire and connecting with them emotionally. And then the verbal part of communication you know, say so we're doing that now, but it's not always what you say; it's 
how you say it. So even like the the tones in your voice when you're communicating something, because I can say something like, man, here's a sausage. But the guy at, you know, Sam's Club, he he understood the the how to portray enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah. Through yeah. his voice. I'm sure everybody said, like you said, people said the same thing, but he mastered the verbal part of it. Communication. That's a good one. I, it, and and I, I probably was going to say something similar, um, but I, in the sake of keeping a, a different list from my end, I'm going to last one with empathetic. Um, oh, yeah. Especially, I'm I'm talking about if you are working. With, well, heck, I don't, even if you're at a big company, small company, really tight team, whatever, we get. So I, I think personal relationships are key. Right. I think um, I have worked for some schools and I've worked for some companies that the, the more empathetic you are, your, your, your understanding of certain things, you mm-hmm. don't want to gossip when things go wrong and create negativity mm-hmm. around you. You understand why the principal had to make this call. Mm-hmm. If you are, the leader of your classroom and the kid is just all of a sudden being a cantankerous little, you might, you are the one digging into, you know what? I realized the family life ain't going well, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. I just, I love people of empathy and, Mm -hmm. and I know as the leader of my foundation, like the other day, all of a sudden one of my guys just in the middle of a meeting start being really curt and cutting people off and banging hard on his keyboard typing. And I pulled him aside, I'm like, what's wrong? Hmm. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, uh, you know, I don't, and he kind of voiced a couple things and I'm like, don't worry about that. And I said, you know what, like take it, take a few minutes. I said, I want you to work happy. And uh, he's like, wow, I didn't even know I was getting that. But thank you. Now hmm. I could have, as soon as the meeting was over, talked to the two other guys who saw him not being like, boy, what's up? His, why is he, mm-hmm. I wanted to have some, I knew that something was bothering him and like, let's, let's get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. Anybody, anybody that has, I just, I don't know that, that I feel bad. That's even number five, but there it is. Empathy, number five. No, uh, and you know, my number five was flexibility, but I just to touch on empathy, like, understanding the people that you work with, not feeling sorry for them. I think, you know, sometimes we're so empathetic that we become sympathetic. Like I don't, you know, I went through a lot as a kid and maybe I'll tell it on air one day, but I didn't want anybody feeling sorry for me. I needed people to understand and help me get to where I needed to go. Yeah. So to avoid the the sympathy, don't be sympathetic for people. You can be empathetic, but just make sure you don't cross the line of, <laughs> yeah, of sympathy. Yeah, like yeah. Don't, don't don't pity people because you got a job to do. Like I don't, feel, I mean, can't well, feel sorry for you. And that creates dependency. Yeah, <laughs> because if you do it one time, yep. oh man, hey man, listen, you know, oh you're tired. All right, man. All right, I guess I understand. Won't you just sleep in a little bit later? No, you still got to come to work. We still got work to do. Yeah, um, I, I I understand that you're tired. Uh, maybe this weekend when you're not working, but it's it's don't don't feel sorry for people. Right. My la- my last one was was flexibility. Um, you already touched on it. Like wherever you're working, 
the, the more flexible you can be, the more adaptable you are. If you can do multiple things, you just make yourself more valuable. I don't know if you read any book about climbing a ladder or whatever, it is always based on you being able to do more um, than what your job description says that you do. You make yourself more valuable to yourself and you make yourself more valuable uh, to mm. others. Just being flexible. Well, right. there it is. Yep. Our, that's yeah. our that's our five list. What did we miss? Um, let, it, let us know. No, that's why I want to. I, I love it. Boy, I tell you what, seriously, Jamal, I'm getting more feedback uh, on Crucial Conversations. I love it. Uh, what What did that one guy write? He was you're like speaking into my heart. Speaking into my teaching life every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really, which, you know what? Dang on it. Did you send it? When we get comments like that, I just need to reply back and say, can we read that on the air? I forgot to do that. Yeah, no, I I sent them, I sent them the the, the fist bump. But real quick, real quick before we end, I just wanted to, I I have both of our lists side by side. I I wrote it down. And you you said we're similarly different, right? Um, So for my, so just to recap for everybody, my number one was emotional stability. Don's number one was enthusiasm, right? Uh, my number two was organization. Uh, Don's number two was adaptability. Uh, my number three was vision. His number three was vision. So that was the same. Number four, communication. Uh, his uh, Don's number four was detail-oriented. Uh, my number five was flexibility. And Don's number five was empathetic. When you go back and you look at the list, um, number one and number five on my list, uh, exactly the same. Uh, when it comes to vision, it's exactly the same. The communication, I put a connection there for communication and, and enthusiasm because we talked about the four different levels of communication. He really focused on the verbal piece of it because Don, you're just a, you're a great speaker and you're always enthusiastic. Uh, and then the, uh, the emotion, <laughs> it's true, <laughs> it's true. Uh, the emotional stability portion connects with the, with the, with the empathetic um, so yeah, I just wanted to make that connection. We are similarly different. I like that. All right. So let us know what we missed. What what should be on our top? But what is on your top? Well, you actually, you don't even need to give all five. Just what's one we missed. Uh, yeah. I, I like to get feedback from you guys. It is wonderful when we get that. Uh, so let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sincerely appreciate it. We'll, 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 we'll circle back to having guests back on. Like we got a couple requests this week and mm-hmm. I, I, I cannot get to it because this has been among the most difficult transitions I've ever had, but uh, oh, yeah. we will get back to having guests. Oh, yeah. Other than that, Jamal, take us out. Well, this is Jamal Crook and Don Wettrick reminding you that opportunity, opportunities are everywhere. 